If you didn't follow the rules, then they got to call the shots as to whether or not you were godly or not, whether or not you were spiritual or not, but character comes in because this is the character of God. And it's something that God will grow inside of us. You see, whenever you got the character of God, you won't want to break the law. You can. Man, you can get down here and you can floor it. I know, I've done it in my truck before. And you can get up to 85 by the time you hit that curve up there. But that's against the law. But the character says, this is not what I'm going to do. And so if we have the character of God, these are the kinds of things that's going to come out. Most people in most churches and a lot of people, they look at the rule book. And that's how we measure other people, measure ourselves as to whether or not we have this thing that there is no law to, whether we have love or whether we have the joy or the peace or the long-suffering. But we really focus a lot on the gifts, and we know that without love, these gifts can be nothing. We look and we, we focus on those. In verse 24, it said, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. You see, we're talking about a walk here tonight. He told us in the last verse, he said to live in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit. Now there's a difference there. He showed us there is a difference to live and to walk in the Spirit. Right now, I'm walking in the Spirit. I'm, in the, I'm on, the, on the platform, I've got the microphone, and I'm preaching. I've got the suit and the tie on, pressed good, looking good, maybe. I didn't do what Sweetie did to look good this morning, but that's the walk. That's what happens on Sunday morning when we come to church. That's what happens during the day on Sunday when we come to church. That's the walk. Most people know how to do the walk. Most people learn the language. Most people learn the, the, the mannerisms. You, you know what I'm talking about. We learn the church mannerisms, and while we're at church, and as long as we're going through those mannerisms, then we feel like everything is fine. But he said we also have to live in the Spirit, and that's where the character comes in. That's what happens when you're sitting at home alone. That's what happens whenever you're out doing it and nobody else is watching. That's where the character is. And he said you have to live in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit. He's letting us know that that's the only place that this fruit can come from. We have to live it and we have to walk it. Now that's not a to-do list. That's letting us know how to get to the place. You understand what I'm talking about? I, I, can, am I separating that good enough for you? Okay, so he's telling us to live and to walk in the Spirit. And what happens if I walk but I don't live in the Spirit? Now I want you to think about this. Go ahead. Yeah, but he tells us in verse 26. Let us not become conceited. Conceited is what comes in whenever we don't do the both. 
And folks, let me tell you, there are those that know how to walk it. Man, I mean, they can walk it, they can look it, they can act the part, but is it always and is it always happening in their lives? Do they have that same kind of love? You see, the love of Christ, it doesn't keep a record of wrongs. That same love that he's talking about doesn't keep a record of wrongs. We don't go to bed mad and angry. We don't go to bed keeping up with it. We don't do these things. That's what the love of Christ is. Well, then how is it that somebody can have that same kind of spirit in them that they keep up with the record of wrongs, but yet they can walk such a good life? You understand what I'm talking about? And the thing is, is what happens if you don't do this? What happens is, it says, that, and let us not become conceited. You ever been around conceited people? Conceited people, they look down at everybody else. You see, we pray and we worship here. We praise and we worship. Can I tell you something tonight? Praise and worship, it don't have anything to do with whether or not you want to dance around while the, you know, while the music's going on. The praise and worship doesn't matter whether or not your hands are this high, this high, or this high. Or if you're here doing the steeple. I'm not trying to be funny, but it kind of is, ain't it? It doesn't matter. But conceited people, they're the ones that says you need to sing louder. They're the ones that says you need to raise your hands a little bit higher. Do you see what I'm talking about? This is so we can apply this to our own lives. That's what the conceitedness comes. We look and we say, well, you got to be super spiritual, so to speak. I want to tell you something, folks. Tonight we prayed. We did it for a reason, without the music. And you know what? There wasn't an overwhelming rush of noise going out in the prayer, was it? But it was talking. You see, it doesn't matter how loud you pray. See, the guy that screams when he prays can get just as much done in the prayer as the guy that sits there and just mumbles. Because it's what's going on right here. You see, there's no rule for that. There's no rule for it. And that's what the world has taught us to do. The world has taught us to go there. But that person who whispers a prayer or prays very silently, he can get just as much does as the guy that screams. Amen? And sometimes the guy screaming, he's the conceited guy. He's trying to look spiritual. I'm not saying that is happening or that it's you. If it just hits you, then maybe the Holy Spirit's talking to you. But just because you don't scream and you pray doesn't mean that you're in another place either. You understand what I'm talking about? That's where the conceitedness comes in. Let us not become conceited. And it's not about the demonstration of the gift. Now, we have the gifts of the Spirit that we learn about in 1 Corinthians 12. Those aren't the only gifts, by the way. Am I going to get an amen or not on that one? Those are the spiritual gifts that the Word's talking about. But there are other gifts that go on for the kingdom of God, right? Sister D, she does her job, and a part of what her job, she has a chance to sow in. She has the chance to let people know about Jesus, but she also has that opportunity to be able to help in other ways by just having the job she has. Megan, she does the cleaning in this room. Susie does the cleaning over yonder. You see, that's the gift that they have, and God has opened that door for them. Brother Danny, come up here for a minute. I want you to do something. Turn your guitar on real quick. Come on now. Chop, chop. I didn't know that was going to, this just hit me. 
Now, I know that you ain't always been Mr. Super Spiritual, right? You know a few of them songs. Give me, give me just a couple of chords. I mean, I don't want you to play the whole song or nothing. If he does, cut him off. <laughs> give me a worldly song that's, you know, that, that most people will know, people from the world. Okay, that's good. Anybody know that song? Yeah, everybody knows the song Sweet Home Alabama, and they just played it in church. Oh, my goodness, the world's going to stop. Lord, forgive me. But you see, he has a talent that God gave him. And with this talent that God gave him, he can still do the worldly stuff, but he does a pretty good job with the other. Amen? Amen, he does. And so we can misuse. We can mess up our talents, and they cannot be for God. And how do you know? Well, you got to come back to where the fruit is. The fruit is what will run the talent. Now, Danny could be over at the park this evening with all kinds of junk going on, and he could be performing right now and playing that song, and people would be going crazy over it and listening to it that are not doing godly things. You see, the musician can do that, and then that doesn't just apply to the musician. You could musician, I can, the musician. You can apply anything in that in that blank that you want. You understand what I'm talking about? So, you know, we like to hear that, and we don't. We look at the walk that's going on, but we don't look at the living that's going on. You see, we'll go and people will do this. People will pay $75 to get in to look at some group play. They'll get up and act all silly and stupid, jumping around and doing all kinds of things for this kind of music. And the immorality is going on from that musician. Why? Because they probably had to bail them out of jail just so they could make it to the concert on time and they wouldn't have to give the money back for the tickets. You understand what I'm talking about? But we still want to hear it, and we still will pay the money. We'll still show up, not caring at all about what the walk is or what the life is. You understand? You know, the, the football player, football season's in. Yeah, we want to see this guy play. We don't worry about his walk. We don't worry that he had to take a drug test just so he could play today because he might be enhancing himself so he can play better. He's cheating, by the way. That's, that's immoral. And just before he came on the field, they had to bail him out because he beat his wife up. But yet, we want to see him on that field because he's going to give the team the best chance. And why do we worry about it unless we've got skin in the game? Are we gambling? I like to watch a good football game. But i got news for you. If that dude done something he shouldn't have done, it shouldn't matter whether he gets on the field or not. He shouldn't be allowed to come out. Because he represents, he misrepresents, but the world has gotten to the place, and sadly it's slipping into the churches that they don't care. We just want to see the performance. We're not worried about the life. They're walking, they're looking okay, we're okay with that. But this is what this is talking about, that they don't become conceited. Provoking one another, what's the other one? They use their gift to get in people's faces. That can happen right here from this man right here to call you out 
in front of everybody. That can happen. That has happened. And it will probably continue to happen. Keep your faith on Jesus. Amen? But that's the kind of provoking that can go on. You see why? Because the fruit is not there. And the fruit is so we can basically look in, engage ourselves. That's what it's all about. It's not about gauging the other guy unless you're with them 24-7 and inside their heart and inside their mind. We can't gauge them. It can't happen. It's time that the church get back to the place of the value of character and not just the talent. We look at those talents. We look at those gifts that people have. I mean, how many of you have seen a lady that's, you know, she's speaking in tongues and running the floors and she falls down and her dress is over her head? Can I tell you now the Holy Spirit will not do that? He's a gentleman. If she needed to be covered up, she sure did. Because what was happening was not God. Understand? Amen? So we can have the talents, we can have the gifts, and we can misuse the gifts. God's going to charge that to me for what you just had to do because you was following orders. You understand? We was trying to make a picture. We was trying to paint the picture. The gifts of the Spirit, number one, is love. And if love's not there, the rest of them can't be there. And if the talents and the gifts that we have, they have to operate and flow with the fruit. It's just a thought for you to take home this weekend or this week to apply to self. Note to self. You ever done that before? I make notes all the time. Then I forget where I put them. Note to self. I can put stuff on the calendar and then never look at the calendar and then wonder why I didn't get it done. If it wasn't for Sweetie, I probably wouldn't because she'll say, what's this about? And I'm like, oh, yeah. So that we don't become conceited. Stand to your feet tonight. We're going to close out in a word of prayer. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit, there ain't no law. A plus B won't make love come. It's Christ in you. It's the only place that love can come from. We can't think it in. We can't hold our breath, make it come in. We can't walk it, just, you know, and then at some point something comes along and we realize, whoops, it's not there. No, that can only come by the Spirit. But he goes up here before and tells us what all the works of the flesh are. That's another sermon for another time. But they are eye-opening for us. Brother Willie, come up here. I'm going to let you close us out in prayer, if you will, please, sir. Be instant in season and out. Man, it's a beautiful crowd here tonight. Amen. 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 Now give the Lord a hand. Thank yeah. the Lord. He gets a bigger hand, right? He gets a bigger hand. Bless the name of the Lord. Yes. Amen. Praise God. What a privilege we have to come Amen. in this place and worship with God's children and worship the loving God.
Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that you love us, that you care about us. Even when we are not worthy, when we're not lovable, God, yet you love us. Father, we're so thankful that your love never ends, it never gives up on us. We're thankful that your power is sufficient for every need. And God, we know that there are needs in our congregation tonight among the loved ones. We've heard the names called, we've seen the request written on a piece of paper, believing that someone would bring that to you and God that you would make a difference. We're so thankful that you're that kind of God. Heavenly Father, we pray that you be with us now as we leave this place. Dismiss us from this place, but not from your presence. Keep us mindful of you, thankful to you, praising and worshiping you for all that you do for us. And God, we'll continue to give you glory and praise and honor in the holy name of Jesus, now and forevermore. Amen.